This is Salon Mix. Hello, this is Melanie McFarland, television critic for Salon. 2016 yielded a bumper crop of high-quality TV series, many of which have catchy, infectious soundtracks. But only a handful yielded scores so integral to their show's dramatic execution that they rose above the level of simple auditory accessory. I spoke with the composers of two such notable scores for two great TV shows, HBO's Westworld and Netflix's Marvel's Luke Cage. This audio feature is part of a larger story you can read, watch, and listen to at Salon.com. Marvel's Luke Cage focuses on one of the first black superheroes to be featured in mainstream comics. Luke Cage is a creation of the 1970s, but the fact that he's bulletproof gives the character a special currency in this day and age. Series creator and executive producer Cheo Hodari Coker drew enormous influence from the drama's Harlem setting, as well as 1990s hip-hop to script the plot. And to capture the essence of his hero, Coker called upon two heavyweights in the music world. My name is Adrian Young, and I am the co-composer with Ali Shaheed Muhammad of Marvel's Luke Cage. Muhammad, a member of legendary hip-hop group A Tribe Called Quest, happened to be working on a project with Young, whose previous work includes the soundtrack for the Adult Swim animated series Black Dynamite. Ali and myself, who we were both individually contacted by the show's creator, Cheo Coker, and he contacted us because he was already a fan of our, our music, and unbeknownst to him, we were already working together. So he wanted to kind of combine our sounds to do something, and we already had the relationships working, so. Here's Ali Shaheed Muhammad. When we first were approached to do this, I started making music instantly based off of just some of the descriptions that Cheo was feeding to Adrian and I. And Adrian, having already scored and having experience with this, he felt that I shouldn't really do that until we received visuals and could start cutting to the visuals. And I said to him, I said, you know, the thing is, I feel I need to get a head start because I have a very slower way of working than he does. And I also felt that, you know, it usually takes me 18 months to make one album. And we only had nine months to make 13 albums. And so knowing that that was the pace, you really wanted to then look at each episode as an album. Here's Adrian Young again. Also, because of what's been happening in the last 20, 30 years, not much is really expected from a television score. So we wanted to approach this in a way where we want to be an extra character, if music could even be that. And we wanted this extra character to shed light on the world of Luke Cage, so that when you hear the music outside of watching it with picture, you feel like you're in the world. So that's why it's something that is evocative. It, it makes a statement. To immerse the audience in the swagger of Luke Cage's Harlem, Young and Muhammad incorporated a blend of funk, jazz, hip-hop, R&B, and strains of classical music as rendered by a 30-piece orchestra. 
I always tell people that old records I have not heard before is new music to me because I really don't listen to much modern music. So my influences are all from 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago. So as a avid record collector and producer, I look at the people that are timeless to me and are classic, like the Enya Morricones, like the Curtis Mayfields, like the Isaac Hayes, like the John Carpenters, all these people, the Bernard Hermans, the people that have made statements with their music. So that's one of the reasons why people may feel that this that the music sounds quote retro. But a lot of people also say it reminds them of black exploitation. And it's it's interesting because there's always gonna be those moments, but you just don't see many modern black composers play live instruments that have access to a thirty piece orchestra. So you, you like a lot of people are just hearing the blackness in the music and then automatically associating it with, oh, this is period black exploitation. But also it's just black people making music for today using organic instruments recorded to tape with an orchestra. But in addition to like the hip hop, you know, the foundation of hip hop, we merged it with songs inspired by James Brown, Marvin Gaye, Ennio Marconi, Bernard Herrmann, uh, Maurice Ravel. And not necessarily copying those things, but just the feeling, the sounds, uh, the, the techniques that some of those artists and composers use to recording their music to give us our foundation. But one of the things that seemed really clear in Cheo's writing and his description of the music was that it was a character. And so we had to be careful not to make it be so much of a lead, but just really to be there to support. But in some scenes, the melody speaks directly to the action. The scene where Shamik is in Cottonmouth's office. I think this might be episode one or two. And he's standing in front of the Notorious B.I.G. photo. And there's that little monologue he has, the question, you like my Biggie photo? And and it's just like what, what comes off at that point is... It's fiercely violent. And how do I say this? The music is also violent, but there's something that's seductive in that. And, you know, the blood, he's he's like being intoxicated by him physically beating this other human being to death. And so the music is also equally intoxicated in that. It's 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 seductive, it's alluring. You know, but it's also dark and just evil. Very different music guides viewers through the dusty streets seen in HBO's Westworld, a theme park where wealthy visitors interact with android hosts who look, act, and bleed just like their human counterparts. To bring the strange emotions and perils of this world to life, Westworld executive producer Jonathan Nolan called upon one of the most sought-after composers in the business. Hi, I'm Ramin Javadi, and I'm the composer on Westworld. Viewers who aren't familiar with Javadi's name can probably hum a few bars of his best-known work.
He's the mastermind behind the music for Game of Thrones. When Nolan tapped Javadi to create the soundtrack for his modern sci-fi western, Javadi was thrilled to have the opportunity to pay homage to the 1973 movie upon which the series is based. Uh, I was a huge Yul Brynner fan and Michael Crichton fan, and, and I just loved the original movie, and I loved the tone of the movie. I thought it was so ahead of its time with, with, with sound and the, the story, and, and so I, I was really, really excited to be able to do something now with this new show. You know, it, it's just so totally different. I mean, the, the instrumentation is very different. I mean, obviously there's some overlap because we do have strings and we do have violin and, and, and cello and things like that that I use in Game of Thrones a lot too. But other than that, it was very, very different. I mean, there's only one piano piece in the entire six seasons of Game of Thrones, whereas uh, in Westworld, the piano is used everywhere. It's really the, the most dominant instrument. The two big sides to the score are, on the one hand, are the is, is the Western-inspired music that we use when we are in the theme park. That it has a lot of acoustic instruments, kind of uh, reminiscent of the of the Western genre, you know, acoustic guitars and you know and, and so forth. Um, and then on the other hand, we have the electronic side, the robots and and the control room and and when we are inside where they repair the robots, etc. And that's very electronic and, and synthetic. And and so there's really two different tonalities that I'm using in instrumentation and the piano was the perfect bridge between the two because it works in both worlds it really works well within the western side and it works well on the electronic side so that was one great tool to kind of bridge the two parts of the score and then the second great use for the piano was the player piano as we see it in the saloon and and we used it as a as a tool of playing these contemporary songs where we did piano arrangements that were literally then be able to play as, as source music almost in, in the saloon. The song suggestions really all came from Jonah. Um, unfortunately, all the songs he suggested, I, I, we have the same music taste, it seems, because uh, Soundgarden, Painted Black uh, by the Rolling Stones. I mean, all those songs I got really excited about when he says, hey, Ramin, can you do a, a piano version of, of the Soundgarden song and, the, and another piano version of the Radiohead song? So I had a lot of fun doing these piano reductions of these pieces. And um, the idea behind it uh, was that the, I guess that you, there's multiple ways to interpret it. I mean, number one, it was a great way of planting contemporary songs in an old cowboy western town setting because also it it, it gives you the idea or, or it reminds you as a viewer that this is a, it's a theme park it, it has robots and everything so and it's something is not quite right about it so it, it seemed to be a subtle but perfect tool to remind the audience of of where we are and you can also look at it as like that the people running the park that, that are programming the host and that set all these stories that they almost use this like a jukebox where they say oh I want to I want to hear this song and I'm a Soundgarden fan and I'm a Radiohead song so why not have them play this song and it almost becomes secondary that these pieces are not from this time period. The pop songs featured on Westworld's soundtrack also serve as kind of a Greek chorus adding subliminal narration on top of the action taking place on screen. And perhaps the best example of this was the cover of Radiohead's exit music for a film, which was featured in the season one finale. 
what was fun on that one was that it was piano, but then because the piece was quite long and to build it, I added then strings to it. And then another little thing that I can point out is, is that I was actually able to infuse our own Westworld theme into the arrangement as well. So at, towards the second half of the piece, um, I actually merged our Westworld theme into the arrangement. And I thought that was just kind of a fun thing to do. Of course, the calling card for any memorable series is its theme song. But where the swirling strings, prominent percussion, and swell of brass instruments collaborate to create a rich, complex sound on Game of Thrones, the Westworld theme is intentionally spare, with individual organic instruments featured at the fore of a prominent synth line. The idea was always, rather than starting with a full arrangement of the piece, that there is a sense of assembly, just like the visuals give away too. You see things being built and in the show obviously we're dealing with robots being built the whole park being built and so the the idea with the score was also that these instruments come in one after the other and and have a very precise placement and and it's just again it just represents an assembly uh yeah when the show came out i had um a lot of people reached out and, and just gave me positive feedback and shout outs saying how much they enjoyed the score and how much they enjoyed every week to listen and go, oh wait, what's you know? Oh, there's another piano song. What's this song? And and people had fun doing the you know the recognized game of like, oh, what's this song? And I have to be honest, it's it, I was very pleasantly surprised because in the beginning I didn't even you know I just try to do my my best work and I never think about how positive something will be received. You know, of course I hope that people will like my work, but I was so excited when people started reaching out and giving me these shout outs and saying that they were really excited about these song arrangements. So it was. Uh, they're very cool. That was Ramin Javadi, the composer for Westworld, as well as Adrian Young and Ali Shaheed Mohammed, co-composers of the score for Marvel's Luke Cage. The soundtrack albums for Westworld and Marvel's Luke Cage are available on Spotify, and they can also be purchased on iTunes and at Amazon.com. I'm Melanie McFarland. You can read more about the reasons we loved television in 2016 and watch the video at Salon.com.